what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Watchers. My name is Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I'm Clay. Hey, Clay. Oh. This is the podcast where we break down Marvel shows and movies, and now even holiday specials. We give our thoughts, opinions, and maybe even answer a couple of your questions. But before we get into it, tell me, Gonzo, how was your day so far? Uh, we are recording Saturday? a little bit earlier than usual, so. We are, we are. Yeah. Um, usually you're the one that's running late all the time. Uh, so it's good to like get it, knock, knock it out um, he during the in, day. So. Um, but yeah, it's a good day, Saturday, you know, can't complain. How about you? I'm right there with you. Saturday, I, um, yep. I, I said this, I believe in the Loki episode, I just love fall. And so this morning I mm -hmm. went out, I got a, I went and got a bagel at my local bagel shop, love them, <laughs> and got a coffee there. And then I went to Starbucks, got a pumpkin coffee, uh, trying to be mm. festive. It was pretty bust down. It's very good. Yeah. And very then good. I went to another place to grab a yogurt parfait for dinner this okay. evening and just happened to get another pumpkin coffee there. So I'm like three coffees mm. in, really feeling myself. I'm kind of sweating. So wow, three coffees, huh? Yeah, and it's like a mm. cold sweat. So mm. if I like, I don't know, have a heart attack or something, guys. I don't know. Hope you guys hey, bump these numbers up. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I would have. I would actually have a heart attack if I had three coffees. Oh, I'm I'm feeling it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's good. Your energy level is going to be uh, pretty high for this episode. Oh, they are through the roof. Love um, to hear it, but um, tell me, Gonzo, what are we covering? You guys, you guys thought we were uh, finished with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Gonzo, oh, there's more. One last run. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, as you can see in my screen. It's not the greatest, but hey, it works out. It works. I didn't have any holiday gear, so you know. I mean, honestly, I think there. you might look more festive than me. I got this like I, weird scarf thing. I don't really know what it is. But you made it into like a hat. I did. I think it looks great. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to need you to look down one more time. <laughs> Little side profiles. I mean. Nice. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Covering the holiday special. Um, okay. I got a couple stats I would love to run through before uh, I would we jump into it. I would love to hear it. So this one is actually pretty interesting um, okay. because it went straight to streaming. So there is no gross. Like there is no like yeah. actual money made from this. Well, I'm sure there is, but uh, not straight from theater sales. So mm -hmm. and I couldn't really find any budget, which you'll find out in just a moment why. But so there is no budget and gross for this episode. But mm. one of the uh, one of the few like background things I could find on this was that James Gunn actually finished the script for this in April of 2021. Which is wild. That's wild. We got this in November of 2022. So like, mm -hmm. and it being 44 minutes, there's no way it took over a year to film. Let's be real. Yeah. And he ended up using the same sets that he used in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm sure that was either a big budget saver or a complete wash of, yeah. you know, no real money spent outside of maybe paying the actors a couple extra hundred million thousand bajillion dollars because. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then. I believe it was it was two weeks ago today, actually, our last podcast that we did. Um, the last Marvel news thing that I did was uh, there was no more news on Eternals, mm -hmm, per that's the right. usual. 
Well, guys, um, you guys can call me out on this. That might be on me. Um, we actually have some news on the Eternals. I don't really want to. I don't even know if it, you would say news. It's definitely not. <laughs> but um, it's actually, something about the Eternals. It's something. They yeah. exist. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, that's pretty cool. During this movie, they land in Hollywood and they're going around. I don't want to spoil anything. We'll jump into it. But in this like uh, little aerial shot that we get of uh, Hollywood, we actually get to see a Christmas-themed poster of Kingo from yeah. the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was kind of cool. I mean, it's <laughs> it's cool to know that uh, somebody is at least showing their existence. Yeah. Nobody else yeah. is. Nope. Uh, that could have been like an old poster too. It definitely like, could have been. This could have been... In the same timeline when Eternals was happening. Uh, this was apparently set between Thor Love and Thunder and Guardians 3. Interesting. So definitely far forward from them. Okay. All right. Well, never mind then. Hey, man. That's okay. You know, we do our best. What would you What would you guess the budget would be for this? Um, I mean, to exclude like actor payroll and everything and more of just like... Should I include that or not include that? I, I mean, is it all the budgets that we do included with that? Uh, I'm not totally sure. I'll be honest. I don't think so. Okay. So, um, but I could be wrong on that. I don't really know. I would, I would say. It, I think it is. If it is, I would say eight million. Maybe. Eight million. Yeah, because I mean, you're paying for all of the pr- production, the editing, the actors. They had to buy all the decorations for everything, uh, VFX, CGI. Um, I would say, I would say that that's hmm. total. Yeah, eight million total. Yeah, I was thinking like a hundred mil, maybe like one fifty. Really? Yeah. This is like a forty-minute episode. Um. Maybe they used they this the budget was probably um they probably used the budget off volume three I'm assuming I would assume so but maybe yeah maybe it would probably be like a hundred million I think I don't know about eight million things are expensive today I mean eight million dollars is a lot of money not for filming the filming world I mean yes and no. I mean, look at, like, for instance, Saw. Saw was, their budget was super small. And now that's a huge movie. And that was a full production. And Um, how big was the budget? uh, I'm not totally sure, but the whole thing was filmed in one room. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very typical when a movie is able to do that. I don't know. The reason why I'm under, the reason why I think I'm underselling it is, one, because of length. Um, And, like, I'm sure this probably only took, like, two to three weeks to film tops yeah um so i like i just it's it's not months of filming so like actors would be paid less because of the time they put into it um they're using the sets from guardians 3 so they're not having to build a new set they're just decorating the set um i don't know i just i mean okay, maybe yeah, maybe i'll bump it to 12 i think i can 12. go to i think i'll lower mine then uh i'll probably go to 20 okay see i that seems more reasonable i mean that yeah to me, that's still a little bit high, but I could see that as well. Because also, yeah. James Gunn is for the people, so it's definitely like you know he's making sure things are getting paid. Yeah. One thing yeah. I love about your background is that 
the camera's trying to capture your head and it's just the london flag is getting picked up to your left so oh it's, it's just like, like a crisp. can yeah, yeah it's yeah. Just so funny looking um do you have any I'll opening thoughts before uh we jump into act one um i do just one thought oh if this didn't come out i feel like i mean guardian i mean Gar- volume three is still unreal but i think this the reason why he made this as well is so they like just showed where they mm-hmm. were at at the time the present time yeah like they were in nowhere building it and everything if we would have not gotten this and then just jumped into volume three we've been like it's pretty confusing pretty confused like how did they even get there you know yeah I, so that's oh. i thought it was pretty cool i like how he just connects everything yeah and that was one thing i was reading uh when i was finding out this background information was actually uh one of the there was like a couple main components of why he wanted to do this one being yeah. because it connects them to being living in now and nowhere yeah um the other thing is now the guardians have a new ship um mm-hmm. the bowie instead of the um not the mantis the milano um mm-hmm. because obviously guardians 2 that got destroyed um mm-hmm. and then there was one more thing uh but it didn't it, it didn't describe it in the article i was reading but i think it has uh something to do with um uh, mantis being peter's sister oh yeah that's um, right as well yeah. um well they have another ship too nowhere yeah it is very true that itself is a ship <laughs> you're not yeah, wrong which is wild <laughs> which is yeah so sick yeah um uh but that's all i got pretty much for my opening thoughts all right Do you have anything no i mean no i don't know i mean i i'm a, I'm a sucker for these i guess yeah, you know, I, yeah i think that this even if it didn't really connect anything and it was just like a mm-hmm. sweet little thing something that we talked about i believe it was in our heart hot takes video is um one i don't think that every marvel film needs to have a villain and i also think that villains should be uh portrayed over the course of multiple movies yeah uh, which i am excited about what they're doing with kang um but so it was cool to see there so there was no villain it was just them uh you know having the camaraderie and mantis and drax this was really a main focal point of mantis yeah. and drax yeah um which is something james gunn stated was that uh he felt like they were sidelined in the other movies so he wanted to make this for which was big yeah yeah i was gonna say that uh, in act one i just like how um it's like like mostly of them Mm -hmm. like traveling and everything Mm -hmm. it's just funny because they have both of them have really funny uh like dialogue scenes absolutely and this is even this is just like Oh, this is great. Just more, you know? It's yeah. just nice to see. Yeah. So I'm j- I'm a big sucker for these. And that goes for yeah. mostly everything. I mean, especially, Star Wars has one. and Yeah. Good especially them. when it's like a good, like, uh, group. Or like a popular group that we like. Everybody yeah. likes. Guardians, that's yeah. a huge group. Mm-hmm. So why would it, like, everybody's going to like seeing them again on the screen. You know, new Absolutely. content. So... Mm-hmm. yeah it's nice to see yeah um well you ready i'm ready for act one yes All i right. am well the holiday special opens with an animated craglin peter celebrating christmas five is quickly ruined when yandu shows up and starts destroying the tree making them throw everything away and reminding them that the ravengers earn what they get we see the live action craglin telling the story to the guardians as it's nearing christmas day We see Cosmo helping Rocket fix up nowhere as Peter walks by, signing different documents. Peter stopped by the town band and asks if Peter can help them with the song they are making. After they perform this Christmas banger, banger, that is not accurate at all, 
Peter walks away instead of telling them the correct lore of Christmas. We see Drax and Mantis talking, and Mantis feels that she needs to give Peter a great Christmas since she was ruined years ago. She feels she also feels guilty since she is his sister and wants him to be happy. Mantis is brainstorming ideas when Drax says that they should get Peter someone special instead of something special. And that someone is a person who Peter speaks about constantly, which is the legendary Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Mantis and Drax head off to Terra to collect Kevin Bacon for Peter. As they are within visible range of the humans, Mantis asks Drax if he put on the cloaking device, to which he says, yes, lying, and then turns it on. Um, <laughs> and that right there is the ending of Act One. Yeah, yeah. It's cute. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I do have uh, I w one thing. I wish we didn't. I mean, I like the animated mm -hmm. part, but I wish it was live action just to see Yondu. I was going to say, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we see him in volume three yeah. for a glimpse. And it is cool that we cool get the, we still get him as a voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he has such a great voice too. He does. I'm not going to lie. It's very unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's like raspy um, and kind of high. Mm-hmm. And it would have been funny too. I was thinking if they would have got, they would have stole Kevin Bacon and David Hasselhoff. That would have been comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's actually one, one of the many things I was going to bring up for act one. So I'll, I'll go into that one is that, uh, Peter talks about Kevin Bacon being his father throughout the guardians yeah. trilogy, but he also talks about David Hasselhoff being his father. Um, and something mm -hmm. that you and I were talking about is that, uh, like his dad from, um, why can't I think of the name of it? Knight Rider, which yeah. is David Hasselhoff, and how he carried a picture of his father around in the wallet, which was also David Hasselhoff. Yeah, but then he also think... references Kevin Bacon from Footloose. So yeah, I don't think he's ever said it. Kevin Bacon's been his father, though. I think he just talked about Kevin Bacon saving the universe oh. from Footloose. I think oh, David Hasselhoff. It. It's more of his idol versus his father. Yeah, and you then David right. Hasselhoff was his father. You might be right. That would yeah. make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had a, a, a quite a few things from Act 1, so okay. I'm just going to ramble them off here. Shoot. So in Act 1, we also find out Nebula says that they bought Nowhere from the Collector. Mm -hmm. um, I would have loved to see that exchange happen. One, because it's the Collector, so you know he's kind of a greedy man. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if they got it for a discount because it's the, he he's selling it to the Guardians or because you know Thanos like pretty much destroyed the entire thing. Yeah. Um. So I would have. That's what been I thought curious too. Curious about that. Um. Mm -hmm. Or even just like a little, just like handoff. Like here's the keys. Here's some units or something. You know. It would have been cool to see like, you know how, um, in Thor: Love and Thunder, Korg like narrates mm -hmm. what's happened. It would have been cool to see like a, a progress, but with, um, I don't know who to voice like Cosmo or something. Cosmo would have been uh, cool. narrate. Yeah, narrating like what they've been doing and then where they're at in the present. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to know was that I am curious to know when Mantis figured out that she was Peter's sister. Was it pretty immediate because Ego was picking up his children? Um, and did she know from that standpoint that she was Ego's child? Um, or do you think that she found out after he was killed and maybe did some some of her own research? Um maybe i mean there there are a lot of possibilities and when she could have found out but i think it would have been 
maybe neat to have seen that um also be disclosed i mean it's disclosed in this but it at that point it's she already knew and has told drax at this point i don't think she needed to do like any research or any of that kind of stuff i think she just came to the realization she's like ego made me mm-hmm. and um ego is the father of peter yeah so that technically makes me his biological sister. I think yeah. she just came to the realization. She's like, oh yeah, we're a family. Yeah. You know? yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then on that aspect, uh, during Guardians 2, we had the discussion between um, are all the people that, all the kids that he's brought there also shared the celestial gene or has it only been yeah. Peter? And so I'm curious to know if Mantis ever did have that gene because then that would answer the question and the debate that we had um, and that if it went away after they killed Ego. So yeah. that would have been a little like almost like a little like teaser of like when ego dies, like maybe like she's looking at her hands and like they almost become a little bit more dull. Yeah, or something like that would have been neat. I don't think she is because she's not a chi- technically a child of ego. Like she's just a creation. Like he just made her out of matter. Do we know that? Because she, her home planet's Lamentus. That's what this, this, oh wait, that's right. Yeah. So I'm thinking she got yoinked from Lamentis early on. Didn't she say she was created by Ego? Or am I just... Oh, I, you might be right. But you but she be. her home her home world's Lamentis, though. Yeah. We just found that out. Yeah. Oh, it might be... From our Loki series. You guys should go check that out as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know then. I don't know. See, well, like, yeah, it's like more a weird research paradox. Into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up, which also references another video that we've done, mm-hmm. is that um, when um, Mantis and Drax are speaking, yeah, and they're uh, talking about like her secret, her being Peter's sister, uh, Drax keeps bringing up like the fact that she ate all the Zarg nuts in the commissary, and he keeps bringing that up, and she's like, "Well, you just forget about the Zarg nuts." And I'm yeah. curious to know if maybe that is the reason why Drax did not give uh, Mantis any Zarg nuts oh. in Guardians 3. Yeah, yeah. And was like, no, you ate them all last time. Like, I'm not going to give you any. Yeah, um, that's definitely why. So, I'm, I mean, I'm probably reaching there, but I do think that was kind of comical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a good uh, shout by you. I also wish um, we saw the running, like it, they kept on the running joke of, um, I'm forgetting his name uh cosmo and um uh craglin uh doing the bad dog dog. yeah 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 like someone said in this and at the end yeah yeah yeah, that would have been so funny yeah or like we would have we would have ended on a cliffhanger with that you know that would have been cool to see it would have been like really cool to see that in volume three Mm -hmm. like they're keep keeping on this pit you know that would just give us a a little more satisfaction i would feel like Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah that's i'm tapped out um, oh, I wanted to say I really um, – I like how they uh, made Cosmo kind of like a bigger character. Yeah. I, um, I think it's great and I'm happy that they – because it was originally a girl, right? It was originally a boy and then they turned it into – Yeah, sorry. It was that. originally a boy but it's was meant to be a girl like it's originally a girl yeah right? the in, actual in re- yeah in real life yeah. the russians sent up a female dog a yeah. bitch some um, may say um and 
and that was something that J James Gunn wanted to pay homage to that animal. Yeah. So that's why yeah. he ended up changing the uh, the this gender. I wanted to say yeah. the sexuality, the gender <laughs> of the dog, um, which I think is it's it's cool. It doesn't yeah, mess with the lore. Um, I think it's neat. I love Cosmo. Yeah, um, She's so cute. I I love the I don't know who, her name, but the voice actor for is really good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I agree. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. And it very um, much has like uh, um, golden retriever energy. Yeah. Like, yes, don't call me 100%. bad dog. Percent. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so cute. Like she gets all excited and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say for Act One. Yeah, you, you got everything off your chest, right? I skimmed through everything, my friend. All right, we are on to Act Two. Um, by the way, guys, if you see a furry animal come out of yonder, <laughs> don't get scared. She's laying on my bed right now, oh. but she likes to hop on my desk. I love her so much. And then much. click my keyboard, so I might accidentally hang up the call. Hopefully that doesn't happen, and mm -hmm. hopefully she doesn't jump up. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe at the end, if she doesn't, we can get a little cameo, and then we'll. I'll do. The I'll do. Yeah, I'll do the holder like this. We'll <laughs> like play, the Lion um, King. <laughs> yeah, like the Lion King. Perfect. <laughs> All right, on to Act Two. Um, once they land, they begin to walk through Hollywood Boulevard, where they see people cosplaying as some of our favorite Marvel characters. They see someone dressed up as Captain America. Mantis screams and runs over to hug him, but the the man runs away, scared, which leaves Mantis and Drax quite confused. They. They begin to get bombarded with people thinking they're cosplaying as well, which leads them to get money from from the people taking pictures with them. At the end of the night, they end up at a bar asking the bartender if he knows where Kevin Bacon lives. Uh, the bartender gives some sass and says no. So Drax and Mantis order some shots instead. After several shots, they leave uh, leave the bar and sit on the curb and talk about how they still don't know where Kevin Bacon lives. A saleswoman overhears this and offers them a map where it shows all the celebs where all the celebs live in Hollywood and tells them it's $40. Mantis knowing that knowing they used all their money at the bar uses her abilities to make the woman give them the map for free and also give them all of her money. They arrive at Kevin Bacon's house and ring the doorbell to speak with him, but Kevin Bacon says I can't help you and hangs up. Matt, Mantis asks Drax if he could throw her over uh, the gate and before she's finished speaking drax tosses her over and jumps over immediately after as they're walking up to the door drax finds a plush elf and mantis finds a candy cane they begin to knock on kevin bacon's door and he becomes scared so he dials 911. drax is not a fan of this so he smashes through the window and starts chasing him around the house alongside mantis kevin bacon jumps off his balcony and runs and begins to run uh, on the road to find the police uh, the police fire, uh, fire on Drax, but it tickles the destroyer, destroyer. Meanwhile, Mantis flanks and starts using her powers to make the officers go to sleep while using some of her Black Widow level combat. Another police cruiser shows up, but Drax flips it and Mantis yells at Drax for possibly killing them. She walks over to the, make sure the officers are okay and to tell them that they're doing nothing wrong since they are only taking Kevin Bacon away as a Christmas gift. Mantis uses her powers to make Kevin Bacon come with them willingly. Before they leave, they raid a Christmas store and seemingly grab everything inside and depart back to nowhere. Bang. Great job, sir. Thank you. Um, I mean, <clears throat> exciting second act, honestly. Oh, great second act. Great um, second act. Would you like to start off? Would you like me to? Uh, yeah. So I just, I don't know. The part that's just really funny to me, there's actually quite a bit. Um, I love when... Uh, they see Captain America 
running away. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And Mantis like, she's like Steve. Mm-hmm. You know how she just yeah. sprints over. I thought that was super funny. Yeah. And then I saw something. Um, uh, Drax saw. I don't know what the character a was, go-bot. but it kind of looked like yeah, a robot. Go. And apparently, was it Gobot? A Gobot. Yeah. And apparently, it killed um, his cousin. It killed his cousin. So he was like, uh, all, um, like. Like wanting to fight him, which is a cool little callback. He actually um, ends up beating the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah, at the end, yeah. <laughs> it's it was super so funny. funny. Um, I just love how they're like they don't know what to do mm-hmm. they're, they're, in this type of world. They're just you know living. Yeah. yeah. So they're just grabbing everything they like think is cool, like mm-hmm. the candy cane and the elf, which is comedy. Yeah. Um, and then I also love how. Uh, just their dialogue is so good when, especially when Mantis is like, maybe you can throw me over, like before <laughs> she's even she's done. Just... You think you can toss me over the gate if you. <laughs> what are you doing? Tossing you over the gate. I didn't mean right that second, I meant after I was ready. I wasn't even done talking. Toss you over the gate. Don't toss you over the gate. Make up your mind. He just literally tosses her. And she's not even ready. He's just straight face plants on the ground. It's so good. She's had some really poor luck um, yeah. since Guardians 2 with sticking landings. Um, e- and yes. Guardians 3, she is constantly tossed yes. on her head and her back and never sticks a landing. And it's similar to this aspect where she just... <laughs> Just bam. And yeah, then yeah. Drax just jumps over ever so elegantly and just lands graciously on his feet. And it's like, yeah, great job, sir. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But um, yeah, I don't really have any like, I mean, like we said before or before the, we started this, there's not really many like theories I can think of. I yeah. just more so of just like liking what I see. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I liked what I saw. Um, and then to bring up when they were uh, getting their pictures taken, like thinking yeah. that they were cosplayers. When they the first family comes up and asks for a picture, first of all, they don't even wait for an answer. They just take the picture. Mad disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the family leaves, and the mother says, "Look, kids, we got a picture with God of War." Which two things about that? One, know your freaking characters. His name is Kratos. And the second yeah. thing is that I have brought up Kratos and God of War a lot in our Thor mm-hmm. series. You guys should go check that out. It's on our YouTube. Um, yeah. But I thought that was a uh, kind of cool. It's like because. The God of War and Disney are not connected whatsoever from my understanding. So it was just kind of cool for them to like throw in just something that they don't necessarily own, but are still willing to give them a little bit of clout. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next thing I had was that when they're chasing Kevin Bacon through his house, Mantis is jumping from like pillar to wall to staircase. And that truly was a terrifying sight. Yeah. Like I would be terrified. Straight from a horror movie. I don't well, blame yeah. Kevin Bacon for being no. scared at all. Like, I would have no. most definitely tinkled. Just the thing I just found confusing, um, because I'm sure the Guardians now, at that time, are pretty famous on Earth. Just because of saving the planet, you know? But uh, maybe... I, the planet? Or the universe. Well, they, they're helping save the universe in Endgame. They were there. Oh, part of the fight. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot Endgame is before this. So, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't know about him. 
Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'm surprised that nobody kind of yeah. knows. The, I agree with that. The Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, do they yeah. know any other the characters? Do they know Rocket? Do they know Star yeah. Lord? Do they know Gamora? Yeah, I agree with just, that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, it's a little BS. Yeah, it's but pretty, they know Spider Man. Of course. You know. Um, um, and Cap, obviously. Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't even know. I can't. Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, they know. Yeah, we saw Captain Marvel there. Um, and then the last thing, which I think is just kind of funny, I think you'll uh, okay. you'll enjoy it, but you'll get embarrassed. Yeah. The way that Drax and Mantis were taking shots at the bar and just slamming them, it just when I was watching that earlier today, it just the first thing that came to my mind was you from back in the day, just slamming them, yeah. having a hoot. Yeah, and uh, don't condone drinking at all, guys, and don't <laughs> drink. Um, it takes a toll on you. Sure um, does. Starting to transition to retirement. I say transition because every now and then, you know, go check out his TikTok. Um, outside of that, um, you got anything else within uh, Act Two? Oh, um, okay, no. Okay, uh, sorry. I think, because uh, I was reading. Because by the way, guys, Clay re- uh, writes the acts. I sure do. Um, for all of us. I mean, I rewrite a little bit every now and then, but sometimes I don't have time, so I just wing it. But uh, when you said the salesman overhears this, mm-hmm. I don't know if she was a salesman, a saleswoman, because I think those um, Hollywood cards or whatever were just sitting there, just f- like free to take. I think she was just there and then was just trying to snag $40 from them. Oh, that's not a bad show. Yeah, yeah. I assume that, I mean, it seemed like she was a saleswoman because she, like, knew what she was selling and that she had a fanny pack full of money. Like, other people were buying them. So that's yeah, what that's my true. head was. But I could see that. I, could, I mean, drunk yeah. people are relatively easy to be taken advantage of, so. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. I've, uh, <laughs> I have many stories of which buddies get too drunk, but then they leave out their Apple Pay and all of a sudden they're paying for my dinner. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I have a lot of stories of me, you know, having a couple of drinks. And then I go to the bar and I start looking at everybody and I say, you get a shot. You get a shot. You get a shot. Yeah. You get a shot. And then, you know, three, four hundred dollars later. Yeah. Including a hangover. Yeah. It's just not a great day. Yeah. And then overall, not a good couple of weeks until, you know, you get paid next. I could not agree more. So rough uh one other thing i wanted to bring up from act two that i thought was pretty funny was when they when drax gets the elf and uh mantis gets the candy cane uh the first thing is drax says why do you get that man but i can't have him and she goes this isn't a man and drax was like well what is it then and she goes i don't know a shape and then when drax flips over the cop car and mantis goes to check in on him which very nice of mantis to like not try to harm the people outside of like scissor kicking them yeah um she like at the end she gives him the candy cane and was like i give you this so now we're even and then she asked the officer does that look like a man to you and he goes the candy cane no and she goes okay that's what i thought my friend is being an idiot <laughs> Dude, i lost it it's it is so good. such good comedy in this movie yeah it's so good yeah that was a good scene <clears throat> um, outside of that though that's what i got for on three all right <clears throat> 
Inside the ship, Mantis asks Kevin Bacon if he is friends with the Fonz. Kevin Bacon tells him that the Fonz is merely a character and not real. And that's when Drax and Mantis realize that Kevin Bacon is nothing more than a stinky, ucky actor. Mantis uses her abilities once again to make Kevin Bacon himself, but less crappy. On Nowhere, they start playing Christmas music through the speakers, which makes Peter leave the area that he is in. The Guardians are turning on the lights in front of him and start blowing snow onto the ground, leaving Peter stunned. Everyone comes out from hiding, all dressed up in a holiday cheer, and Groot wheels out a large box for Peter. As Peter gets closer to the box, the box begins to shake, making Peter worried on what's inside, and that's when we hear Kevin Bacon on the inside getting worried that he might pass out since there's no air holes. Peter starts tearing open the box to, uh, to release Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon jumps out and says, ta-da! Peter immediately knows that something is wrong. He demands that Mantis gets him out of the trance that she put him under. After that, Kevin Bacon realizes what's happening around him and starts freaking out and ends up calling Rocket a talking raccoon. And I think we all know how Rocket reacts to that. Yeah. Not yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. Peter reassures Kevin Bacon that he is sorry and that they will take him home ASAP. So Craglin and Kevin Bacon end up walking into the ship, and that's when Craglin ends up talking to Kevin Bacon about Peter's childhood and how Peter really idolizes Kevin Bacon. And how Peter ended up saving the galaxy by literally dancing like Kevin Bacon did in Footloose. Yep. Kevin Bacon randomly gets a phone call from his wife asking where he is, and in that moment he realized that he that the Guardians and everyone there didn't mean any harm and decides to stay for just a little bit longer to bring the Christmas joy to everybody on Nowhere. Kevin Bacon gets on stage and actually begins to sing to everybody willingly. And during this, the Guardians end up exchanging gifts with each other. Kevin Bacon gives them all a big old group hug and leaves happily. Peter and Mantis are speaking and Mantis tells him that she did it to bring back the Christmas joy for Peter since Yondu ruined it. Peter tells Mantis the full story of what happened with Yondu back in the day, where Yondu ends up opening the gift from the garbage, and it's actually one of the dash ornaments that we do get to see in the first Guardians. Uh, I think that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. In return, Yondu gives Peter the blasters that he uses till this day, which is also pretty fire. It's a good way to like honor him by yeah. instead of like getting upgrades from Rocket. Mantis also tells Peter that she is his sister, and Peter's overjoyed saying that that's one of the best christmas gifts he could ever receive and they embrace each other and that is actually the end of the film but we do have an end mm -hmm. credit scene where rocket and cosmo are decorating group rocket ends up looking at the camera and says well looks like we got to have another holiday special so kind of like a fourth wall break there yeah um maybe a little tease maybe possibly um act three yep in the beginning when Mantis uses her abilities to make Kevin Bacon himself, but less crappy beforehand, yeah. she makes Kevin Bacon turn into a hero and he immediately snaps into a British army private during yeah. world war two. I looked through his IMDB. He has never played that character. He's never played a British army soldier during world war two. From my understanding, if mm -hmm. there is one, please let us know down in the comments. Um, <laughs> I'm just so curious where he pulled that from. <laughs> that maybe that's so just this idea of a hero which is crazy i mean because you literally have seen on tv the avengers literally saving the world twice that is you know? absolutely correct <laughs> um i don't know i just thought that was ridiculous yeah um, yeah kevin bacon whew. kevin bacon gets a call from his wife as they're about to leave and 
she was like, hey, are you home? And he says, no, sorry, I'm out with some friends. Is it okay if I get back a little bit later? And she said, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if that means that she is now home or if she's still not. Um, but if she is there, I, I guess let me rephrase this. There's no way that she's back at the house because if she was, she would definitely notice the house in a complete disarray with the broken window and the Christmas tree yes. falling over and a random elf that's just thrown in the house. So, I mean, I guess that whole thing is just stupid and I should have brought that up. But um, I see what you're getting at, though. Yeah, when I was first watching it, I was like, why is she not freaking out? Because maybe she was home maybe. the entire time. Well, it, we do get a cut a... in the beginning where he's like, I can't wait for you guys to get back from New York. I got oh. all the presents ready. Mm. So I don't know if they were landing and then while they took them, they landed and got back to the house or if they were mm. still in New York waiting for their flight. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that Maybe. is a long flight. New York to yeah. L.A. Yeah, that's Hollywood. a long flight. That's, that's a long flight. That's like minimum 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, when they're exchanging gifts, mm -hmm. everybody's getting something. We talked about in Guardians 3 how uh, Nebula gives Rocket uh, Bucky's arm, which is fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. The big one I wanted to bring up was that Mantis ends up giving Drax the elf that he had in the beginning. Where did she get it? It must have been at the Christmas shop where they raided it and then left, because that's the only thing I could think of. Because they didn't, they never went back to Kevin Bacon's house to grab the one that maybe, had. maybe she did, maybe she did. That would be it wild. Is, that'd be wild. But that just shows I can see Mantis doing that. I could as well. She yeah. definitely cares about her friends. She's a family first, absolutely type person. So yes, yes. Do anything to make your family members happy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything for Act Three? Yes. Oh, I do. Um. I uh, I really I think it's really funny how uh, I just love the way when Star Lord is like concerned or like worried, his look is perfect. I agree. Like, it's so funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like when he sees the Christmas like... gift and he's like, like looking around, like what is this and that's the box is moving yeah. and everything you know it's so good yeah um and i like how he immediately realized that that kevin bacon didn't come willingly oh there's just no shot no shot um and then i also thought it was pretty cool um when we get the animated scene with yondu getting the toy mm -hmm. is that when he started collecting those it had to have been is that the reason why he started collecting those. Is it? Do you think it's more of of reminding him of Peter or reminding him of Christmas? That's a good shout. I would think it's more of Peter. And the only reason why I say that is because at the end of Guardians 1, he gives yeah. him the troll character instead of the Infinity Stone. And he just mm. smiles and enjoys it. Because he's like, ah, yeah. like classic That's true. Peter. Like, that you know, is really I, true. At least he gave me this. He knows I'll enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought that was a cool touch. So mm -hmm. do we did we see that care that toy at all in live action? I don't remember. The troll character or Yeah. The no not the troll yes. character, the one that we see in this. Mm -hmm. We do? Yeah. Oh, and I just I can't remember I'll, it. I'll um actually Alex or Aaron or um Eric will edit it in so you guys can see it. But it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's on there, which is pretty neat. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um um we gotta stop doing the albums at the same time. It's crazy. That's ridiculous synergy, though. Synergy, though. Yeah, you can go first. Okay. 
real quick, um, I didn't write this one down, but it just came to my memory. Um, I wanted to ask you this, is that Kevin Bacon goes to an alien planet with a surrounded yeah. by aliens, and then obviously Peter, and then leaves empty-handed. Why would they not gift him something? Whether it's yeah. alien tech, or just like something that Groot made, um, or like, I don't know, anything. Like, that would have been so cool to come back to the crib and be like, yeah, I got this on nowhere, a dead celestial head. <laughs> I can give you a corny answer. I'll take it. They gave him the gift or the appreciation of Christmas and gave him back the Christmas spirit. I'll take it. <laughs> it's dog poop, but I'll take yeah. it. Because <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. want an yeah. item over Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I like how we come up with like an origin story of how Peter got his blasters. Mm-hmm. Thought that was a cool touch. Absolutely, that was really neat. Yeah, it, dude, it's it's crazy because we like the Guardians was four movies, but we know like so much about the characters, but also about um, like what they wear or the stuff they use. Mm -hmm. Like we know the background of like the origin stories of those, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like a, I don't know. It'd be like if Superman, we see Superman, but we don't know how he got his costume or something like that, you know? It's yeah. Kinda, yeah. No, I agree that James Gunn was very thorough in that. Like, I mean, we know everything pretty much there is to know about Peter. We know about Nebula and Gamora being Thanos' daughters and all that and how they kind of got into like the, the realm that they're in. James mm -hmm. Gunn talked about how Rocket and Groot became friends in a prison. It's yep. on Twitter. You guys should go check it out. It's awesome. Or X, mm -hmm. sorry. Um where they're getting their blasters, where Nebula got an upgrade from, yep. just yep. Every, how, why Nebula is like cybernetic so much, like just mm -hmm. all of this information. And it's seamless. It's not overdone. Yep. It was easy. It's Fits super in, cool. Flows well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also going to say, I like how Nebula is slowly mm -hmm. becoming a part of the family in this, yeah. uh, this what was it, the movie, right? This would be a movie. What is this? A I, would say, I would say a special. A special. Yeah. She's like, because um, I think it's at the end where she like they're all hugging and she just puts the hand on their shoulder. So yep. she's like slowly mm -hmm. getting to that uh, part. But Her then heart obviously, is growing warm. Yeah. And then obviously we see at the end of volume three that That's she's family. like finally embraced, you know. Or like um, even when she gifts Rocket the arm, she like under her breath is like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, like she yeah. wants to say it, but she still like has like a little bit of a cold heart where she doesn't yeah. want to like admit she's having fun. Mm -hmm. I love the relationship between both of them because mm -hmm. it's been that relationship's been pretty. Because uh, they were an Endgame, right? Um, what, it was Rocket and oh yeah, because when uh, Tony and Nebula were on the ship, and then Captain Marga saves her. Mm -hmm. Um. And then Rocket's like all sad because he lost the Guardians and then yep. Nebula. They're basically Nebula the family, but they're holding hands and stuff, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. So she's like been slowly growing. Yeah. I love her like um, arc yeah. throughout the MCU. I think it's really great. I could not agree more. Yeah. Got anything uh, else? That's all for me. Well, how about you give me your rating? Um, It's tough for this because I it's don't consider it. Yeah, I don't consider it as a movie. Correct. Um, so don't take this rating uh, like too like 
I mean, I'm trying to think of like different specials or this is a different type of thing that we got here. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard to rate it. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, I'll say this. For now, I'll give it a seven. But oh. if we get another special, I'll and if this one's still better, then oh, I can change my rating. Okay. Uh, for it, I gave it. This is the too. first one. Okay. Because uh, we talked about this earlier in the video, um, it's it's one of the first times that we see them do something uh, without a villain involved. So we just get, get yeah. to see the camaraderie. I like that. There were some really important things that came out of this. I thought were very nice. Uh, the CGI and everything like that was done really well, which per yeah. the usual with the Guardians films. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, it made me happy. Like when I watched it this morning, and yeah. it's middle of September, by the way, guys. But like, I'm watching a holiday, a Christmas special, and I'm still like giddy and happy about it. So yeah, yeah. But I do agree. It's, don't like that. That 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 rating doesn't have a lot of weight to it because it's yeah. Not there's a full, no way full to film and yeah. I mean, and we can't base it off anything else. Correct. So it's like tough. Yeah. If it was a show, then that'd yeah. be crazy. I'll put this above Secret Invasion. <laughs> I would as well. <laughs> um, I got a topic question for you, boss. Let me hear it. End of this, we get to see Rocket look at the camera, say, looks like we got to do another holiday special. If they were to do another holiday special, what holiday would you like to see them cover? Oh, 100% Halloween. Oh, thank you. Thank I you. Think, I think that would be cool. Like, imagine if... Um, they like dressed if up we got, as each other. That'd be sick. Yeah, I, it would be cool to see, I don't know what the future holds for them but it'd be cool it'd be cool to see if we see like star lord dressing up as like captain america because that would be a hint because i'm pretty sure he he did tried to become captain america so that would have been like a cool little callback Mm -hmm. i um i so i was gonna go halloween but because you said it i'll go fourth of july because i think it'd be fun for peter to show them like going out to a barbecue and just like sunbathing lighting off fireworks and then maybe rocket goes too big and like builds a bomb as a as a as a firework and blows something up or i think that would be kind of cool as well yeah that'd be cool um but both of those bangers Bangers, i think it'd be sick yeah yeah um i got some marvel news for you you can't see my arms, but Marvel News. I'm raising my arms right now. <laughs> I can kind of see your, your left one. <laughs> it's slowly growing in. There it is. Uh, yeah, I got there. some Marvel News. All right, let me hear it. The first one. The Marvel Studios VFX team has unanimously voted to unionize. This is huge. Um, it's a big, I mean, it's a huge thing that's involving the strike and how they're being underpaid. So having a union will definitely help them out. Yeah. Um, I'm steezed about it. I'm very happy as well. Um, I got two Deadpool 3 r- more more rumors among this movie. There's so yeah. much going on. Yeah. Uh, so one of the rumors is that Daniel Radcliffe is uh, potentially playing a secret role in Deadpool 3. We'll have That's to wait to cool. see uh, what yeah. he does. But yeah, I mean, he's I, I liked him in a, obviously Harry Potter, but um, Now You See Me Too um, was yeah. a, a great one with him. Mm-hmm. Um, another one for Deadpool three is that Channing Tatum stunt devil stunt double sorry was added to the list um, on the IMDb for like list of people, and it's been in the rumor mill for many years that Channing Tatum would become Gambit. Okay, so they're thinking maybe Channing Tatum's gonna do a yeah. little cameo of Gambit in this. 
Yeah. We'll see. I'm so excited for that movie, dude. There's, uh, but I am excited. take your time. Yes. Let the strike go, mm-hmm. you know, figure it out. Take your time. I'll wait. I can wait. I'll wait three years. Oh, yeah. If you give me a good film, I will as well. Yeah. I'll wait three years. Yeah. Easily. Um, I believe I sent these to you, um, and they'll be up on screen for you guys, but there were some new concept arts that were released of Scarlet mm. Witch for Multiverse of Madness, and they are terrifying. Yeah. It, like, her crown really cool. is, like, formed into her face. Um, she looks super scary. I think he wanted to do that when she got a hold of the dark hold. I would have to agree with you. Yeah. That would have been cool. I would have been, been added a little more horror, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Cuz it was it that yeah, that film's interesting. It was a horror film. It had some horror scenes, but it wasn't like it wasn't a full scary. Horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then last but certainly not least, uh Disney Plus or Disney, I guess, has announced uh, an in-color version of Werewolf by Night. It is streaming on Hulu until October Ooh. or Halloween. Um, yeah. And then I believe after that, um, it will be pivoted on to uh, Disney+. Plus. So oh. pretty neat. Love that. Uh, it's a great... I watched it in black and white when it came out. I thought it was super rad. So I'm definitely going to have to give it another watch now that it's in color. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's dope. I like that. Um, great news, brother. Great research. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nice. Give him a round of applause for Clay. Get it, Sorry, it's going my around. my uh, cat was eating a, a plastic bag oh, when you were telling me about the color version of Werewolf. <laughs> so I can pay attention. To it. All I'm hearing is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, outside of that, do you want to give the people a little peeksie onto the most beautiful angelic creature in the entire oh, yeah. galaxy? Come here. Oh my God, guys! I this cat is so cute. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> look at her oh she's so cute i don't want to hurt her yeah it's great though god it's a beautiful creature right there it is great uh I gonzo her. i do tell oh wow didn't even have to say it this dude's on i it. do give me the inspirational quote i've been reading a book lately and i saw this um it's not really, I wouldn't say inspirational. Oh, yeah, I would say inspirational. Um, some insight. Yeah, some insight. I've been reading this book. Um, I don't know if you guys know of him. He's pretty popular. Uh, Gary B. <laughs> I would say he's a reading, little popular. Um, yeah. Called, uh, his book's called 12 and a Half, Lever- Leveraging the emotion- Emotional Ingredients uh, Necessary for Business Success. It's a great book so far. But I wanted to read this to you guys. <clears throat> if you want to be successful in anything, I do, do believe that tenacity is essential. However, it should never come at the expense of your peace of mind and happiness. Tenacity should never equal burnout. I'm sad that people, I'm sad that some people haven't been able to separate those two words, which I thought was pretty. I like uh, it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can have tenacity, but. It, I wouldn't say like too much of it. You just got to find a way to um, work like work hard, but not push yourself to, like you said, a burnout. Yeah. Because then you'll creativity will lack 
whatever you're doing will probably lack mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. and then eventually probably end up in quitting or whatever, whatever you're doing. Absolutely. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I could not agree more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess my, my two cents on that is pretty similar in your aspect where um, you can be very tenacious about something, but um, yeah. if you overdo it or if you don't give yourself that breathing room, which if you guys remember our uh, Loki episode four, uh, we talked about how uh, you need to find solace in being alone mm-hmm. uh, to have the creative juices to flow. If you're too mm-hmm. tenacious about something and you're not giving yourself that time alone to allow more creative juices to flow, you will get that burnout and then you will lack that creativity. And then it just becomes a mundane task for you instead of being yeah. something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually kind of is a callback to our last or oh, yeah, this would be our last our Loki episode that we mm-hmm. filmed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're talking about um, being alone, mm-hmm. uh, how everybody, somebody, or everybody should be alone at some point, but not for too long, just to understand themselves. Yeah. And when you're alone, your creative juices start going. And that's when you can become a lot more creative, I feel like. Um, but I did, I did really like that. And that was a great point by you as well. Yeah. Um, outside of that, guys, why don't you do, do us a favor? Like, comment, subscribe, rate the podcast five stars hey. on the Apple Podcast now that we're on them. Huh? Sorry, you can't see my five stars. Five. Please. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Hey, um, you know Spanish? That's crazy, bro. That's all. Um, and El Baño. Okay. The bathroom. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, share with your grandma, share with your dog, do what you got to do. We appreciate mm-hmm. all the support. Um, you guys yeah, I will say stars. one thing, actually. I know you say share with your mom, share with your grandma, share with your dog. I don't say share with your mom. Share with your grandma, whatever you say. But you say share with your dog. Mm-hmm. What, what's – do you not like cats? No, I just – you know, cats are pretty much like they're they're on their own thing for the most part. Like they just be living their own lives. Dogs I feel like are very much like at your hip, ready to go wherever you're going and interested in what you're doing. Um. But- your cat may be different, but I feel like the average cat is uh, sunbathing and um, eating, shitting, sleeping. and sleeping. Versus dogs are like, you get up off the couch, they're getting up too because they just know that we can just make something happen in a moment's notice. You know what I mean? That's fair. So I just wanted to make sure you didn't like – you just didn't like cats. I, I know you like my cat. But. I live with a cat that I don't mind. So I mean I'm a dog person, sure. but sure. I don't mind cats. As long as okay. they give me the respect that I feel as though I yeah. deserve. Yeah. I give them yeah. their space. I will give them good Very pets. Cool. Um, I know not to touch their belly. Most cats are I know. Uh, not Most cats, about that. Yeah, they don't like that for yeah. some reason. It's interesting. Yeah. So I yeah. I don't like my belly my being cat. touched either though. So Yeah, my cat it. just likes the face. Yeah. Like scratching the face. Oh, I love touching your cat. Pause. Yep. <laughs> on that note share with your grandma share with your dog have some fun follow us on our socials watchers bc uh rate five what? stars have some fun and we'll catch you guys in the next episode yeah peace, peace. and buck grease